You've heard them, but you've never seen them. Their voices are all around you, but for many, you don't know who they are. They are voice actors, and they are part of your favorite films, TV shows, and movie trailers. Welcome to the Geek and I podcast, part of the Geek News Now Network, sponsored by Sumner Twins Talent. Find them on the web at facebook.com slash sumnertwins. This week, we talk to voice actor James Larrabee about some of his projects, how he got started in voice acting, and we get some inside information on how to get started in this booming industry. Welcome to the Geek and I podcast, part of the Geek News Now Network, sponsored by Sumner Twins Talent. Find them online at facebook.com slash Sumner Twins. And a very, very big welcome to this week's guest, Mr. James Larrabee. James, great to see you. Great to see you too, John. Glad to be here. And uh, thanks for inviting me onto your podcast. Now, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. Now, James is a, um, would you say, a, a voice actor Background yep. actor, yes, and uh, occasional instructor. Yeah, definitely occasional instructor. And uh, in fact, uh, we've got uh, a friend. Uh, his name is Brian Massey. In fact, he's doing a class tonight online on Zoom, and that starts at eight o'clock. So uh, that's one that I'll be helping out with as well. Oh, excellent! So how how do how did you get into voice acting? Okay, now that's a very good question. Uh, I really was interested in acting at first, and I took classes. Uh, There was a place called KD College in downtown Dallas, and you can go there. You can take the classes. They introduced you to the different aspects of voice acting, uh, how to read copy, what you needed to do, the setups that you needed to have, uh, all those things. But I went and I recorded a demo at a place. Uh, It was with Chris Sabat over at uh, at his studio, Ocratron, and he said, you know, you've got a really good voice. I like your delivery. And he told me, he said, but you know what I'd really like to see? I'd like to see you work on your acting. And a lot of people wanting to get into that business said, okay, yeah, sure. I just want to do voices. But, you know, he told me that I respect him. He's a big name in the business. So I went, I took as many acting classes as I could. And those acting classes uh, led to various other things. Uh, I worked, uh, did some uh, work over at Stage West, uh, doing some classes there uh, with Jakey Cabe. He's an excellent instructor. And I met Brian Massey at uh, a convention. We were there and we were talking and I'd actually seen a series that he was in. Uh, and we just bonded from there and he had acting classes. And the first thing he taught us was improv. He taught us screen reading. He taught us everything we needed to know about being in front of a camera, what you needed to do, placement, positioning, pausing, how to read, how to interpret a script. And then from there, again, just, you know, more classes, more acting. And then uh, I actually did a lot of uh, on-camera work before I actually ended up doing voice work. So that's, okay. that's where it all started. So um, how was it in the beginning? Was How was it, it the beginning? Uh, yeah, because I remember uh, this is episode. <laughs> this is episode number three. Okay. okay, and I'm feeling good today. Yes, but two weeks ago, when yeah. I did episode one, my Apple Watch told me to stop what you're doing because your heart rate is 118 and wow. you're not moving. 
So okay, yeah, a little worried, a little worried, a little um, worried. Okay, well, let's talk about bombing. Okay, the first movie I went into audition for, I was uh, auditioning uh, with a guy uh, and went in. I thought, oh, I've got this. I can do this. I'll get in there. I'll read my my script. I'll go for it. We'll do it. And I thought, I'm going to be smart. I'm not going to take the paper with me. I'll just take a tablet. I'll read off the tablet. And so you get in there and there's the director. There's five or six other people in the room. There's a guy pointing a camera at you. And if you've ever had stage fright, that's that's it, that moment. You know, you, you're thinking you're going in to read for one person and then there's a, an audience. And I didn't do too well. Guy put his hand on my shoulder. He says, listen, you know, you look you look the role, you look the part, you, you've got everything going for you. I like your voice. I like the way you act. I, I, I like all that. But, you know, I encourage you to just keep auditioning. And I thought, you know, and I left there and I was thinking, oh, this is great. The guy likes me. This is awesome. He never called me back. And, and I go, oh, I guess that's what it's like when you fail an audition. That's the, <laughs> the director comes over and gives you a tip. And um, so uh, it's a lot of uh, trial and error, uh, especially with voice acting and even stage acting and on-camera acting and auditioning for films. You're going to get a no more times than you're going to get a yes. What and, do you What do you like better, um, voice or video or you know regular acting? Well, that's a, that's a good question. I actually enjoy regular acting better in the sense that uh, you get to use your body, you get to use your face, you get to use your hands, uh, you get to use the space that you're in. You can walk around in your space. You can explore that, and that tip by uh, you know Chris Sabat is work on the acting was was spot on because once you you do that you put yourself in that space uh, you learn how to read a script you learn what you need to do all of that informs your voice it informs your your acting uh, in front of a mic uh, on a mic so uh, those are all things that I think everyone needs to do initially and and you said one of your uh, your episodes so far was about uh, you know uh, in, independent film acting or acting on screen or, or, or things of that nature. And, uh, I, I really think that's a great place to begin. Uh, it, it's difficult to start off in, in, in voice acting because there's so much competition and now everybody's in a closet. Everyone's got a mic. Mm -hmm. And so who are you competing against? You're competing against everyone in the world. And that's, that's who your competition is. Everybody. Uh, whereas if you're on screen, if you're, you know, auditioning and you've got some, you know, skills and, uh, you know, experience under your belt, your competition's less. And uh, not everybody's going to stand in front of the screen. Not everybody's going to get in front of that camera. Not everybody's going to have that training, but everybody's got a mic at home. Everybody's got audacity or something else. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult to compete with the world. So you, you really have to train yourself and, and get good at it. Like my friend Brian Massey having that class tonight at eight o'clock. Uh, uh, you're going to learn a lot of skills there, both about acting, about improv, about screen reading, about monologues, uh, about vocal warmups, and all the things that you need to do to get ready to get in front of that mic or get in front of that camera. So now um, you don't need a big, I mean, huge setup to do this no. from from home. What? What you is don't. the what is the minimal amount of um, stuff that say, ah, you, you would need? I'm glad you asked that because uh, today uh, for this podcast, I'm actually at my minimal setup. 
Uh, I've got a more uh, complete setup, a whisper room and things like that. A whisper room, it cost me $4,000. Uh, uh, a Neumann microphone that cost you $1,500. Uh, all the bells and whistles. But what I've got right here is, uh, you know, got a computer monitor. That's fine. But uh, my MXL V6 3M microphone uh, cost me $150 with the pop filter, the stand. Uh, you've got a shock mount. Uh, you've got an interface, about $150 all in, and then whatever you spend for your monitoring and computer, and that's it. Um, the, uh, the program that I use at home to record all of my at-home dialogue that I send in is done with Audacity. Everything that I've done, uh, I've done tons of video games, ended up in lots of visual novels, all of the indie stuff and some of the professional stuff that I did. Uh, one of uh, the projects I did, Backstage Pass, uh, and, and that's what helped me break into Funimation, actually, was uh, it was done by a, a company uh, that I didn't recognize. And uh, there was this person named Ayu Sakata, who was the director. And it was like, OK, I'll do that. And uh, I auditioned, got a role. I only did about 30 minutes worth of work. I'm not going to say how much I got paid because they may have pay scales that are private. But it was an insane amount for 30 minutes of my time. And I did that from home. All of my gigs I've landed have been here. All the things that I've recorded that have been uh, indie projects, projects that pay money, projects that uh, end up uh, getting you dialogue, reading instruction manuals for how to repair things, uh, all of that you can do right from your home. And so $150, that's not a bad investment to put into your career as far as your equipment. So, and, uh, you know, I've got, uh, I spent $11 on the foam padding that I have inside my computer armoire, uh, a computer armoire that I used to pay bills in now helps me pay the bills. So that's, that's very, very neat. Um, so do you, uh, do classes sometimes? Do you host uh, yes, I did. instructionals? I host instructional classes. Uh, we've got an online class for breaking into indie voice acting. In fact, our first one uh, for for June is going to start probably about mid-June. And if you friend me or follow me on Facebook, you can definitely find out the information on that. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. Um, I'm very easy to find. I just use my name. And <laughs> I figure that's the best way to, to get found. Uh, if you get too tricky with the names and the handles, people, they can lose you. Uh, but uh, just follow me on Facebook, follow me on, on Twitter, uh, and you'll be able to see the posting for that. It's going to be an online breaking into indie voice acting class. Uh, it's not free, but it's very reasonable. Uh, I'd like to refer to it as pandemic pricing. It'll be about 10 to $15. But the good part about it is, is it's a two-hour course, and for $10 from your home, you can get a two-hour course that'll show you everything you need to know about breaking into the, uh, the business and doing vocal warm-ups, as well as giving you information on where you can go to get auditions and what you need to do to train. So it's a good now, plan. Now, what, is, what are the, some of the things um, other than, um, you know, the, the vocal warm-ups? What do you suggest people do? to try and get into, into this? Uh, do okay. they just, do they just like throw out auditions? You know, f do you like throw spaghetti against the wall and hope it sticks no. or are there well, certain things that you like target and go after? Okay. Well, I always tell people 
there's a lot of things that you can do. If, if you're doing anime, for instance, uh, usually anime doesn't have people from England. There are exceptions. Uh, usually it doesn't have people that have a, a French accent or it doesn't have people that, you know, are intentionally making unusually weird voices. They usually want your voice. So uh, good advice. And I received it a long time ago is that uh, with anime, you watch the eyes, you watch the eyebrows that usually tells you whether you're angry, you're excited, you're mad, you're happy. But for anime, you just want to use your voice for the most part. And they want to see how you can act. But as far as uh, getting training, there's online courses that uh, you can do with Brian Massey. Uh, there's a wonderful actor and director and great teacher, Sonny Strait. He lives in Denton, Texas. You can check him out online. He's a great place to get a, a course done. Chuck Huber, he's one of my favorites. Uh, he's a great teacher. Uh, I actually took at Stage West, uh, I took uh, the Spolin. Um, it was a Spolin improv technique, and it, it was more of a acting and it was, uh, I really liked it because you got to pretend that there were boxes, pretend that there were chairs, pretend, you know, so it was like, it was more acting with the improv being, you were not really surrounded by the things that you were touching or holding, or you, you really had to create your environments. So it, it was a wonderful course. And he does online courses too. So you can, you can take in, uh, he does one on accents. Uh, he does one on, uh, you know, just, how to do your voice, how to modulate it, how to get it done. So right now, online is more popular than ever. And uh, you can get in with those folks. Uh, as far as training, uh, I also advise people to do improv. Uh, the, now, right now, there's a lot of lockdown, right? Now, my brother, he teaches an improv course, and uh, he teaches uh, special education students. And he does that uh, in Austin. But, of course, now they're doing it from their home. And so he's in San Antonio and doesn't drive to Austin and he teaches children how to do improv. And so there's an endless resource net out there for people that want to do that. And so I would encourage improv first uh, and local theater. Once it gets back up and running, you know, audition for something, fall flat on your face. Uh, sometimes you, you got to throw a lot of that spaghetti on the wall to figure out what sticks, uh, but definitely take some acting courses. It's, it's well worth it. It's well worth it. Now the uh, the times when we possibly reopen, yes, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Um, you do conventions and oh uh, yeah, definitely. cons and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I, I'm booked at a convention, Anime Matsuri, that's in Houston, and uh, we're going to have panels there. Uh, you can catch the breaking into indie uh, voice acting there. That's a good one to come to. Um, we've got resources that we can provide, uh, websites that you can go to. I mean, uh, voice acting club, that's a great place to go. Um, new, Newgrounds, Newgrounds is a great place. It's got, Newgrounds is an awesome site because it's got people that are developing video games. So they're looking for people who are able to develop a game. They're looking for people who can write the code and they're looking for people who can do the voices, do the music and everything. And so there's a lot of po uh, postings out there. Uh, Lemasoft forums, great place to go and get auditions. Uh, you can go behind the voice actors, behind the voice actors. If you search for me, you'll find me there. But behind the voice actors also has auditions for projects that are there. I've got a very strict guideline for how I want to appear. And so I'm always looking for original work, original content. The ones I avoid are ones where they're taking someone else's content, like they'll take, you know, they'll take Dragon Ball Z 
and they'll rework it and they'll just have you guys come in and do it. And it's a fan-based uh, situation. And I always tell people that if you want to push, it's okay if you want to practice, uh, use a, a pseudonym, practice. But when you really want to get out there and make a name for yourself, do original content, do something that's original, a, new, a video game, a visual novel that's created and be part of that. And the other thing is, is I try to get into things that I like the look of it. If I, if I go in and I see the audition and I go, oh, okay, that's a nice audition. I could do that. That'd be great. And that's awesome. But if I don't like the look of the, the project, why do I want to be part of that? You know, I'd, I'd like to be part of something quality. And that brings me to another, another site you can go to. Um, uh, and you may have a, an account there, but uh, Discord, do you have a Discord account? I do not. Okay. Discord's great because Discord is an online community where people get together and it helps you connect with your fan base of people that want to do what you do. And it, it, it puts you in connection with creators of content and they are looking for voices. They're looking for actors. And these creators of content will network with you and you can build a good network. Right now I've got people that are directors, that are creators. Uh, when they're looking for someone, they'll search you out. They already have worked with you and they'll recommend you for other projects. They'll go, hey, listen, I, I really liked what you did with me here. That was a really great video game that you were part of. Uh, but I've got a friend that's looking for something right now. Uh, no studio in particular. They're a good one to follow online if you're looking for some uh, online postings. Uh, Reese Bridger, he's out there. He's over across the pond and he does a lot of good stuff. Uh, Zuloplex, among other things. And they're always doing posts out there for, for online voice actors. But uh, the caution, I'll give you a caution. Caution's good. If you're going to audition, make it your best audition. <laughs> uh, do the best you can. If you're not ready, then uh, maybe use that pseudonym first, you know, mm -hmm. uh, break your legs under someone else's name. <laughs> and then when you, you feel that you're ready, when you've gotten some good, solid quality feedback and, and you know what you're doing is quality, then attach your name to it. So uh, that, that would be a good piece of advice for anyone starting out. Uh, do some things just to do some things to fail. Uh, you learn a lot about failing uh, more from failing than you will about success because when you fail, someone gives you some insight. And if you're lucky, someone will feed you some information. And that information is more important than anything else. Right. Yeah, because I remember I did one that I will not mention. Don't, I, have, yeah. I have no idea how I got. Um, yeah. So it's right. just, it was just one thing that uh, just a blessing in the day. Um, yeah. Well, you did get one that, uh, that you did really great at that uh, I personally got to hear. You worked out really well. So uh, glad glad to have you on board for that. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> so what, if, what, um, what we may, I don't want to say what would we have seen you in. What, what have we heard you in? What have you heard me in? Well, um, I've, done a lot of, uh, I've done a lot of soldiers and uh, – Fishmen and kings and princes and all sorts of things. Uh, for One Piece, uh, Attack on Titans, nice. That was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Uh, Fire Force, uh, uh, a lot of different people in that. Uh, that just you know, hey, you know. But uh, a lot of the stuff that you end up doing, uh, you know, for Funimation, uh, initially you end up doing a lot of background characters, or you end up doing uh, a lot of. Uh, Walla sessions that you do there, but then, you know, they come out for bits and then you end up being soldiers and people. 
um, uh, I forget the series that I was in, but I was a, I was an, a clerk at, at a hotel and this guy had a dragon and they, you know, attacked me and shoved me up into a ceiling and, and, uh, I'll never forget the direction that I got from the director. And is this a PG 13? I would assume. We're in yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so there I was up at the ceiling and I said, okay, I like that sound of pain that you had, but you know, just try to, you know, pretend you're bearing down, you know, it's really struggling, you know, and, and you know, give me your best, you know, like your struggle voice. And, and so, um, you know, and they had other words for it. They were telling me, but, um, there I was, you know, uh, stuck in a ceiling, uh, trying to, you know, uh, push something out, you know, <laughs> so it's just, yeah. Just awkward stuff, but, um, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I think that was, was that After Lost? I think it was After Lost. But um, yeah, there's a lot of different things. Uh, Disastrous Life of Psyche K, I really like that one. IU is the director on that, too. She was great. Uh, Assassination Classroom, that was, I, I really loved Assassination Classroom. Uh, the title character, uh, the teacher that was there, that was Sunny Strait. Uh, and again, always does a great job. Sonny, big fan. Uh, but when I say I'm a big fan, I'm a big fan of his acting. I'm a big fan of what he brings to the table. And you put him in a project, it makes me love something that I may not have enjoyed as much unless he were in it. So there's that. Do you like, do you like long form or do you prefer short? Um, sure. Oh, well, know, that's a good question. Short, short bits or where you, you know, like if if you have to, be a character over um, a half an hour's worth of episode and then there's 20 episodes or would you rather do one-offs and kind of change it up a little bit? Well, that's a good question. Uh, uh, The one-offs are nice because you come in, you get it done, you're there for three hours, you record, you're out. Um, But the long characters, they're great, but um, I was a a character on a visual novel and. the first visual novel that they had, I had six lines. I was a sword and it was great. It's like, ah, oh, six lines, a sword. Okay. You know, I really, okay. I wish I had a bigger role. That would have been nice, but it is. And I, I did this voice and it was actually, it wasn't a struggle to do the voice, but the voice, you know, became kind of raspy over time. And so then they do a second visual novel and they go, oh, great. We want to have you back for the second visual novel. And I go, oh, great. Six more lines. Uh, I'll be fine. But, uh, you know, I, I just had dialogue after dialogue after dialogue. And it was like 3000 lines and, you know, and then said, Oh yeah, we've got another uh, addendum to this. Let's go ahead and do that. And okay. Yeah. Add me on there and said, Oh yeah, we're going to do a different version of it. And so there's another, you know, 600 lines and uh, different endings and everything. So uh, on the one hand, you know, that's nice, steady work. You get paid. And uh, on the other hand, you find yourself coming home from work and, uh, now you're working more. It's like, yeah, I, I just came home from work. Uh, let me work for another four hours. And then, oh, yeah, and let me work for another four hours tomorrow. <laughs> and, uh, and it's not bad, but uh, it's all very, it, it, it's, I guess, um, I like watching short series because I like a beginning, I like a middle, I like an end. Uh, One Punch Man, that was great. I like watching that. Uh, it had an end and I felt good about it. Um, One Piece. It's a great series. They're not done with it. They've got, I mean, they're on what episode 500 already, 600, something like that. It's got over a thousand plus. I will never (laughs) be able to watch all of one piece. I'd have to make that my occupation to watch everything in one piece or bleach. 
Um, whereas uh, my favorite anime, um, which has a series called Tokyo ESP, uh, which was a prequel to it, uh, but uh, those are, they have an ending. Uh, Got Ray Zero was my favorite anime of all time. It's out there. It, it has a beginning, a middle, and end. It's over. And then they did the prequel, and I go, okay, I'll watch the prequel. And Tokyo, US, uh, Tokyo ESP is funny as heck. I won't give away anything, but you like Ghostbusters, John? Yeah. Okay, Tokyo ESP has some ghost hunters in it that sort of you know spoof the Ghostbusters. And that whole sequence or set of, uh, of narrative is insanely funny. And so it, it's worth checking out. But uh, I, I like watching ones that end. But if you're a voice actor and you end up being a title character in Dragon Ball Z or One Piece, you want that to just keep going on. You want 1,000 episodes. You want 1,000 plus episodes because you get to have a guaranteed job. As long as you can talk, as long as your voice doesn't give out, you're good. <laughs> and uh, steady work is always good. Now, have you ever had that happen where you're in the middle of a session and all of a sudden you oh, yeah. it? Oh. Um, I went, actually, I went in for a session and, uh, I, I, the night, two nights before I, uh, I was having trouble. It was difficult. And, uh, uh, the director came out, they had some, uh, some Chinese tea that they gave me and it worked well, very well and, uh, helped me out. But yeah, there's going to be times that you do it, but I, I, and, and Brian, uh, my, he's one of my best friends. He told me, he said, yeah, you know what? Sometimes you go in and you think you've got a problem, but they can't hear it. You know, you think you hear it because, of course, you're more intimately associated with your voice. But you get up there in front of the mic and they can't tell the difference. You know, it's like, you know, most of your lines were yelling or screaming or anything, you know, and you were fine. But, yeah, you get out of it. And um, a session like that where you're doing a lot of yelling and screaming, you get out and you're done. You've got to rest for a day and uh, you don't want to go back tomorrow. Uh, You're glad when they call you back, but you want one day to rest. Lots of tea. Lots of tea, uh, you know, some hot water with some lemon in it. Just whatever you can. Rest your voice. Uh, definitely. Uh, I, I, in fact, um, and you know I've got a day job, right? Um, my day job, I'm always deathly scared when I, I'm at my day job and then my voice starts to go away or I've got a problem and I go, oh, wait a minute. Tomorrow I've got a session and uh, I've really got to worry about this. And so, you know, I may, I may take it easy at work and not talk so much and send a lot more emails and then try to rest up. So that way that next day I may have a one hour session, you know, and they know I I've got a day job. So they put on my sessions after six. So, uh, which isn't bad, but you know, I've got all day to try to get it better. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. Cause I remember I did that, that one that shall go unnamed Oh, and I spent, I spent three days before, uh, yeah. watching, um, the Logan overdub, yeah, by Hugh Jackman, where he's running through the woods and just grunting and growling and yeah. doing all that. And uh, after like the fourth time watching it on YouTube, I was done. You were done, yeah. And he had to do that for hours, you know. So it's like uh, it's very uh, it, it's very exhausting. Uh, the booths are hot. Uh, that that's why I like recording at home better because. Um, I don't know if you can see, I'm in my room right now. Uh, Talladega Nights, uh, My Hero Academia, I've got stuff around me, but it's very cool. It's a, a controlled environment. Uh, I can control the air conditioning in my house. 
So I can turn it off if I need to. And, you know, if it gets hot, I can stop. I work at my own pace. That's why indie voice acting right now, that's, that's the ticket. That's what you want to do. So, And if there was one piece of final knowledge, final knowledge oh, yeah. that you could drop on somebody, what would that be? Okay. The, the, the final piece. Okay. You've done your training. You've sourced your auditions. The final piece. Don't, don't give up. Uh, you're going to do a lot of auditions and initially you're not going to get a lot of work. And if you're getting a lot of work right away, check out and make sure you're in quality projects, but you're going to audition. You're going to fail more than you succeed. And you have to understand that. And so I guess the, uh, the knowledge bit, the final piece, the, the real truth behind what I just said is, is that acting isn't the job. Your job is to audition. And as long as you understand that, you're going to be able to get through this as a career because you're going to spend more time auditioning than you do actually in front of a project for the most part. Uh, in fact, uh, and I forget who it was, the actor that, that said it, but, uh, so I, am sorry if I don't credit them, apologize acting gods, but, um, uh, he's, uh, the actor said, uh, someone asked him, says, Hey, did you hate having to go to all those auditions? And he says, no, he says, I love going to the auditions. That's the only time I really get to act because you get to be yourself. You read a, a monologue, uh, you're acting out a scene, you're doing it your own way. You're doing it in front of a director and you may do that same scene, same monologue, a different way tomorrow. You may do it again the next time choose. And that's the job. The job is auditioning. If you, if you get lucky enough to get cast in a project, okay, well that's great, but okay, there you are, you're in a project and uh, if you're on screen or on stage, you, you've got to wear a wig or you've got to wear a costume or you've got to do the makeup and they, they cut and you got to redo the scene and you got to, I mean, that's not as much fun as getting up and, and just doing your thing and acting. And so auditioning is your job, not actually getting the project. It's great to get the project, but your job's auditioning. And people who get into the business and they confuse the two, they get discouraged. Oh man, I've auditioned for 30 things. I didn't get any of them. And in the back of my mind, I was thinking 30 different auditions. That's amazing. Think of how much you learned in 30 auditions. Uh, and if you're lucky enough and the directors give you feedback, I'd ask for it. Ask for some feedback. Most of them won't give you anything because it's a job for them. But a lot of them will. They'll give you feedback and they'll tell you, oh, well, you know, I really liked what you did, but I would prefer it if you did this. If you're lucky enough to get that feedback, that's, that's golden. You, you, you can't pay for that unless you actually pay for it. Hey, I'll give you 50 bucks. You tell me how I did. So <laughs> you'll go broke doing that. But uh, most, most of the time, I've been lucky enough. I've been getting some good feedback from the auditions. So, Well, that is possibly the most amazing last word that I've heard because that oh. makes so much sense. And I never would have thought of it as the audition is the job. That's your job. And that's what you go to work and do every day. And, and, and think about this. Once you get the job, right? 
you have to remember who you were in the audition because you sold them on you. Somebody they can work with, someone that's pleasant, someone that's sincere, someone that they can give direction to and you can take it. And so you're always auditioning. And so when you go in for the job, now you're still on audition. Now you're auditioning again, because if they don't like how you behaved in the booth or how you acted, how you took direction, but guess what? You just failed that audition. They're not asking you back. And so the audition is your job. And then everything is one step towards your goal. Your goal. Yeah. So well, James, there you go. thank you very much. Very enlightening. Uh, I really enjoy this, uh, this talk we had tonight. Um, well, me too. Thank you very much for your time. And anytime you want to come back on the program, if there's something you got to, um, talk, you want to talk about your okay. conventions coming up or, oh, you know, new, new instruction courses and, uh, teaching. And, um, if you want to throw out a job offer for oh, auditioning yeah. <laughs> to anybody, uh, just oh, let I, us. I, just let us know and uh, we'll be here for you. Not a problem, John. And hey, listen, you're always in my books. If we've got a role, uh, I know you fit. I'll probably give you a call before you give me a call. <laughs> okay. Well, I look forward to that call. Thank you very much, James. Thanks, and thank you for spending this time with us on the Geek and I podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs>